Okay, right. I'm just going to get up my list of questions. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so hello everyone um, and welcome back to, to Meet the Chefs. And we've got another chef with us today. This time we're we're hopping back over to Amsterdam um after some time in some time in Italy and now here in Barcelona. And I was wondering, yeah, if you, if you wanted to introduce yourself uh, and your restaurant. Yeah, my name is uh, uh, Bas. Uh, I'm the uh, the owner, together with my wife, of Pizza Project. We started Pizza Project uh, in around 2018 uh, in our back garden. So we both uh, studied hospitality management in The Hague. Uh, we were uh, food lovers, uh, most of all Italy lovers. I think I've been coming to Italy <laughs> since I was a little child. Um, and we loved cooking. And, and we had the, the strange idea to buy a little pizza oven. Mm -hmm. uh, set it up in our garden and, and we just experimented with, with with dough every week we had a different dough type we did roman pizza neapolitan pizzas uh, contemporary neapolitan pizzas we just tried all kinds of things different proofing times uh, different yeast uh, we just kept experimenting and and uh, eventually we found a, a dough which um, we could make very consistently it was uh, almost the same quality every time um, and yeah, we, we just, we, we tried a lot of them with our neighbors. We have a love, lovely garden here in Amsterdam, which, uh, which is an adjacent garden with like uh, a few neighbors. And yeah, we just tried a lot of recipes. We invited friends and, uh, yeah, they told us, man, your dough is so good. Maybe you should do something with it. Amazing. So and how long did you have them before? So you started in 2018. How long was it before you realized that you could do this as a, as a full on restaurant? Um, well, there, there was a few steps in between. So we, mm -hmm. we started the food truck first because we both had a, had a full-time job. Amazing. And, uh, we started the food truck first just, just because it felt safe. Uh, we didn't have to quit our jobs for it. We just uh, looked for nice parties and events. Mm -hmm. And we started making pizzas all over the Netherlands. Um, every different corner. Well, the, the Netherlands is quite small, so it was, <laughs> it was quite easy. Um and that went very well. And then we had COVID. And, and during COVID, uh, we changed our business model quite quickly um, by offering our, our pizza dough together with our uh, tomato sauce, our, our mozzarella, uh, um, parmesan, everything everything you needed to make a pizza. We started selling like at-home boxes. Mm -hmm. um, and we added a, a, a pizza quiz with it, which we did like online. Nice and thing. we got up like with a concept for big comp mostly big companies who, who take like a few dozens of the boxes and then we would host an online party. And that actually mm -hmm. gave us a very uh, good name. So people already knew us without even having a restaurant. And then uh, in 2021, we got the opportunity to open uh, a first location in Amsterdam West. And because of uh, uh, we had a lot of people in Amsterdam already knowing us, uh, it, it took off. So that's very nice. And since the 1st of January this year, we have a second location in Amsterdam South. Amazing. And I mean, that does sort of fascinate me because so many people, I, obviously COVID was a disaster for so many businesses, but so many people I speak to now have sort of harnessed it as, a, as an opportunity. And do you think that in some ways it was a really good scene, a good thing for the independent food scene it gave a lot of new concepts and new ideas that space to flourish uh i think for us it did mm -hmm. so 
uh, I was my my wife was a, or still is a little bit a flight attendant, mm-hmm. and I was uh, selling beer to hospitality companies. Wow! So both of our, our our let's say professional lives were were stopped because you couldn't fly and all the restaurants were closed. Yeah. So this gave us a lot of opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, but on the other hand, we were just when we woke up, we started making dough and and we're making boxes, experimenting. So in indeed for us, it 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 gave an opportunity to 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 think about be, being a business more. Um, so yeah, I think it, for us, it, it without COVID, I'm not sure if we would have been here yeah, and amazing, where we are now. I do also want to take it sort of right back to the start as well. Um, when you were younger, was food something that was always really important to you? Were you always in the kitchen cooking as well? What what did food mean to you? Um, I think food uh, uh, came from when I was around eighteen. So mm-hmm. so we both studied at the hotel school de Hague, which is a, a very renowned, or at least in Holland, uh, hospitality school. And it also includes that the first year you're there, uh, you're three or four months, you're doing reception, you're doing cooking, you're doing wine courses. Mm-hmm. So you get a very practical uh, education. I, and there, there, I think the... Yeah, I started three days ago doing the same thing here in Barcelona, just for a year. All right. So watch out, you you might have two restaurants in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, sorry to interrupt, go on. No, no, but and then then really our, our my hospitality interest was already uh, when I was 15 and also for my wife, Itzka. Uh, we both worked in hospitality at 15. That's also mm-hmm. one of the reasons we, we chose the school. And then from the school on, we started cooking more, experimenting. So from then on, really, we started cooking. Amazing. And then, so did you have, was that, originally were you cooking who inspired you into cooking were you cooking with your family and was food always like a really central part of your family home uh yeah definitely well i have uh, two older brothers and one one uh, smaller sister uh, mm-hmm. so my, my parents were my, my, my father and my mother both worked full-time so it was quite busy so my mother had to cook a lot but she always cooked very nicely for us mm-hmm. i think the, the more culinary cooking came a bit bit later Always, also with my uh, my parents-in-law, who who like to to cook and drink very nice wines, uh, uh, even even more, and have had a bit of, a bit more time for it. So yeah, around around that age, and, and my um, actually my grandmother who cooks mm-hmm. always cooks um, the Christmas dinner is a, is a great cook. Amazing, and then I suppose bringing it back onto onto pizza project itself. If you had to sell pizza projects to people, if you had to explain what it is in just a couple of sentences, sum up its ethos, how would you do that? Um, I think we're we're not a restaurant, we're not a pizzeria, but we we define it ourselves as a Neapolitan pizza bar. Mm-hmm. Um, what I missed in in pizzerias a lot of times is that a pizzeria in Amsterdam or in Holland would also be always low seated, a bit of a, a boring dull. Uh, and, environment uh, you drink one or two glasses of wine and then uh, you have a pizza which is not the best and then you leave again and we, we really try we have italo disco playing we have a, a very nice uh, young energetic team we have a lot of colors well you've been mm-hmm. there so you've seen it um yeah, it's, it's it's a bit right, italian right. messy but in a good way mm-hmm. and i think that really uh, uh characterized pizza project amazing and i mean i'm gonna I, I I went and had a had a really lovely meal there. I do want to sort of touch on a few of the things that really stood out to me, and especially your pizza of the month, which I think is a, such a fun idea that 
obviously quite a few different places do. I was wondering if you had a favorite pizza of the month that you guys have ever done. Ooh. Um, well, the funny thing is, and, and, and nowadays we give a lot of freedom to our chefs mm-hmm. to, to come up with pizza of the month because it also inspires them to uh, uh, be uh, creative. Uh, I think one we had was uh, with a pumpkin base. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we added pancetta. We added uh, fior di latte. Um, uh, time, I hear, I hear someone screaming in the back. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds and, like... And what, sorry? And pumpkin seeds. Oh, so wow. it was a very, uh, very nice pizza in the fall. So we always try to to touch base with uh, with, mm-hmm. with the seasons. And the other one I really liked was a, a white asparagus base pizza. Oh. With um, actually in Holland we eat a lot of asparagus flamande, so from mm-hmm. from Flanders, um, and it's basically it's white asparagus with egg, uh, with uh, uh, ham, uh, cooked ham, um, some uh, how do you call it chives, mm-hmm. uh, and we converted that to to the pizza. The pizza, amazing. That's so strange because for lunch today I literally had a pumpkin soup and then some white. All right, as a as a side, so that's very weird. Um, I think something that always stands out to me stands out to me about pizza is <clears throat> the amount of different variations there are. And obviously you guys have gone with Neapolitan, but there's, I mean, especially when you're in Italy, it's incredible to discover, you know, Lazio base, Pinsa base, all of these different things. What was it that made you settle on Neapolitan and why is that your favourite dough? Um, well, I, I, I like the fact that that. Our dough, but Neapolitan dough in general, is mm-hmm. is lighter and more digestive. I think mm-hmm. we all had experiences that you had a pizza and you were still digesting it the whole night. Yeah. Or or you you had to drink a lot to cover with the salt. And so with with Neapolitan pizza, I was always like, I can have a second after after mm-hmm. like an hour. Um, and we've been to 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 naples a lot of times uh, of course otherwise we can't open a restaurant (laughs) like this uh and we were just inspired by the atmosphere there uh uh, the 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 messiness uh organized messiness we love the area um and it was something new also in in amsterdam which we uh yeah which we thought was nice and on your menu if you had to pick a favorite dish what would it be one that you always sort of go back to? Oh, well, it, it's probably, maybe you got this answer before, but always the pizza margarita. Mm-hmm. It, it's just the classic. Not, not a marinara though, because a lot of people will go for the marinara. No, I, I like the cheese. <laughs> I, I eat a lot of cheese. Uh, not no, only think... mozzarella, but also uh, Dutch cheeses, of course. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, you're in, no, you're no, in the I right think... place to be eating a lot of cheese. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I think margarita is just just the basis of of pizza, and uh, you can judge a pizzeria uh, by having a, mm-hmm. a good mar- uh, margarita or not. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Well, there's the World Pizza Awards. I was listening to a podcast about the World Pizza Awards and how they have this one that is this whole category. The main category is just margarita, and the amount of restrictions that you have to have on the exact type of cheese and base and temperature that is cooked at the classic competition it's just incredible yeah we, we don't actually uh, because we've been named in the 50 top pizza yes uh, i was going to ask uh, you about last this year as well. so that, that was very nice in my eyes it's a bit of the michelin of of pizzerias mm-hmm. uh, we were not in the top 50 yet uh, but we we're one of the four named in holland so that's a big accomplishment 
Yeah, amazing. But we don't generally look too much at what they require. For example, uh, where mm-hmm. your flour is from. We, we just try yeah. to pick the best ingredients. Uh, I think when we get a bit bit bigger, we want to try to source even more locally. Mm-hmm. It's just, just a bit hard when you're still a small company. Mm. Uh, but we just want to pick the best ingredients. And, uh, and what's from the... There. I mean, what's the situation been like in obviously the economic situation? Certainly, I know in, in Britain, but it, I mean, across Europe has been so hard with with inflation. How have you guys had to adapt and, and raise prices or not and change your suppliers? Uh, we did have to raise our prices. Um, we didn't change suppliers yet because we have a, a good relationship with all of them mm-hmm. um, and they helped us from the beginning. Um, but very something very important for us is that we want to make our pizzas accessible we rather have people coming every week or every two weeks than having to save money to come once so our margarita is now 10 euros 50 uh, which is if you compare it to to other pizzerias in amsterdam i think we're one of the the most affordable ones Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah uh, i think two years ago it was still 850 so we do have to uh, uh yeah we we do have to increase the prices I don't want to price, increase them too much anymore, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, uh, well, we learned more as well. You have to, so, yeah. you, ha- you have to, you have to keep adapting. Yeah, absolutely. And but we don't the... want it to be a luxury. Exactly. And what's the um, what's the restaurant scene like in in Amsterdam as a new business? Have you found it a really supportive scene to be in with other business owners? Um, yes, uh, I think it also has to do because I, I sold beer to hospitality venues course, yeah. in Amsterdam for, for seven years. So I, I know a lot of people in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the hospitality companies among each other also, especially if you're close to each other, you try to support each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the municipality itself, uh, isn't the, the best supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they limit restaurants more than they support them. If you, if you ask mm-hmm. me. Yeah, and, but of course they have they have a job to do as well. Um, but they've been there's a lot of things happening in Amsterdam, a lot of new concepts, a lot of things happening. So, uh, and I mean, your what really struck me about the the site that I visited was it is sort of so much of Amsterdam is so tourist focused, but yours really wasn't. It felt like a real local hub of of locals. Have you got that really reliable base of locals who keep coming back? And I mean, yeah, how much yes. of a part of the tourists the tourists play? Um, I've never measured it, but if mm-hmm. I have a good feeling, I think seventy, perhaps even eighty percent is is locals, mm-hmm. and including locals, there's also a lot of expats. Which sure. uh, in Amsterdam there are a lot of expats, um, and yeah, the city center of Amsterdam is is flooded by tourists. Mm-hmm. Uh, both nice ones and, and not nice ones mm-hmm. um, but we are outside of the city center yeah. and uh, I think we do get some tourists because we have quite good ratings sure. uh, and I think everyone nowadays they look at ratings of restaurants uh, but mostly we have people around uh, living around the restaurant that come more often we, we have a lot of people sitting with their baby phone on the terrace <laughs> while their baby is sleeping so that's a, that's a funny thing that's the dream, yeah. That's yeah. That is the absolute dream when you can when you can take the baby monitor down to the restaurant. I know when yeah. I was when I was a baby, my parents used to do the same to the pub across the road in England. That <laughs> just we that. have some guests who bought extenders <laughs> so they can still sit with us and, and hear the baby. So that's oh, no, I, I take that as a compliment. Absolutely. Okay, I'm gonna move on now to some quick fire questions, if that's okay. 
So firstly, yeah. what's your favorite cheat food if you just like you can't bother to cook, can't bother to do anything? Something that's a bit naughty, but you always go back to it. Oh, uh, I must say um, a, a donut kebab. Mm, yeah, yeah, I, I've had that answer a lot, and I can I can agree. <laughs> it, it's sometimes when we work, we work of course long hours, and when we get home late, we drive through a street in uh -huh. Amsterdam, which I call Donner Boulevard, <laughs> uh, because there's like six kebab shops in a row. Well, uh, you can't not get one then. <laughs> no, yeah, we 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 tend to stop there uh, now and then. Now and then. Amazing. And what is your favorite restaurant in Amsterdam? And then the favorite restaurant you've ever been to? That's not your own. Ooh, these are very hard questions. Eh? <laughs> these are very hard questions. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, well, I think the favorite restaurants we've ever been to i've been there many times but it's on a little square in in montefalco which is an area in in umbria yes i, uh, I was literally yeah. that's so funny i was there two weeks ago really okay yeah so maybe you went to the the restaurant it's on the main square yeah uh, it's it's called la alchemiste i i can't remember i was only in montefalco for one day i was staying just outside but anyway yeah all right i think i think that's my uh, uh if i have to choose one on the top of my head that's one of the restaurants i, I love coming to most amazing and what's your um yeah go on sorry what's your go-to coffee spot in amsterdam if you like coffee i mean i don't know yeah we uh rum baba yeah i've yeah i asked two other people in amsterdam and they one of them said the exact same thing so that's really funny as well <laughs> well it, it, they, it's literally a one minute walk from my house so that, uh -huh. that helps uh, and they also supply uh the coffee to our restaurants amazing and then finally what's the most overrated food you think uh <laughs> There's a lot. I mean, a lot of people go with a lot of people go with avocado. I've had that answer five or six times. Oh, like that. I was thinking about Domino's, but uh... well, well, oh, we can do brands as well because I, I mean, Domino's. Don't even get me started. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I would if I had to, or or the, the in Holland in the the freezing section of uh, of mm -hmm. grocery stores, you have not good pizzas. So I think yeah. they're uh, a frozen like pizza. the frozen pizzas are not. Uh, well, that's overrated. A very, that's a very good answer for someone who owns a pizza yeah. restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Then finally, we're going to go on to the the death row dinner party, which I did. I, I've yes. talked about it, and we like to ask everyone. So you've got three courses that you're serving, and you've got four guests who are dead or alive. So you've got to choose what you're going to serve and who are you inviting. What I'm going to serve. Yeah. Well, so obviously there has to be a, there has to be a pizza in there. Absolutely, uh, but maybe because um, I'm all, I'm just a big fan of uh, of pasta as well. So maybe uh -huh. we should start with a pasta. Absolutely, and then of course have a have a pizza. What's your um, favorite type of pasta? Um, wild boar. Oh yeah, like a deep wild boar ragu. Yeah, you only you mostly find it in in, in Italy, but uh, yeah. I really love uh, love those ones, especially in Umbria. So you'll <laughs> yeah, and then a dessert. I I would just pick a scorpino. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very. It's, it's, nice it's a life. dessert slash drink brings you back yeah. to life. Absolutely, okay. ready to kick on afterwards. And then yeah, who are you bringing? And, well, of course, my wife and and business partner. Absolutely, she has to, she has to be there. Uh, and then yeah, 
uh, I, I picked two names, but I think if I if I'm if we're gonna think longer, then I might pick two others. But uh, uh -huh. one is Winston Churchill. Oh wow! Uh, I, I lived in London for a while, uh, and I've been to all the museums. So uh, oh, amazing! Yeah. What's your favorite restaurant? Uh, and, quickly, sorry, before we go back to this. Ooh, uh, I haven't been there for a long time, but um, mm -hmm. we still have a water bottle which we let's say borrowed uh, when we were there. <laughs> uh like 15 years ago and it's what was called the harwood arms yes very famous very well known yeah uh so there was a, a very good uh experience so so nice that we had to uh you had to borrow the, borrow the bottle, bottle. So yeah <laughs> if someone hears it from harwood arms we are uh sorry please uh, we can offer you free pizzas yeah. in, in free pizza whenever you're in amsterdam <laughs> yeah 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 amazing sorry so after winston churchill you've got two more uh yeah so my wife is one yeah uh, and the other one, I, I was just thinking about. Uh, uh, I'm, I didn't think too much, but I thought Walt Disney. Wow! Yeah, that's we haven't heard him yet, and I love that. What an interesting. Yeah, so I think uh, I like, of course, the creative work he did. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's very impressive where the company now stands. Um, so, and I read a book actually two years ago. It wasn't mm -hmm. written by him, but but by Bob Iger, so the mm -hmm. the, the CEO of of Walt yeah. Disney for the last. 20 years with a little so break. that's why i named i named uh, i named him so uh, it's going to be nice conversations on that last dinner amazing well thank you so much bass and it's, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you and yeah i think if anyone's in amsterdam it's a pizza project is such a lovely place to sit it, the sun was shining so much and i was there outside with a drink and and you can sit there for hours so thank you so much thanks to you thanks. see you soon we'll do bye